I learned so much about running a business, um, just believing in myself, like that grit where it's like, I'm not going to give up no matter what. And then to have everything restored, like, you know, just above my imagination is crazy. Your legacy is your brand, what you're building. We want to inspire a generation of entrepreneurs to fearlessly create things that matter with a community that supports, motivates, and guides them towards victory as they take on the giants standing in their way. This is the Battle Ready Brands Podcast. The economy is constantly changing. Today's brands need a battle strategy that is tested and proven to help them win. Suit up. It's time to get battle ready. And here are your hosts, Matt Kretzman and Brad Parnell. So cool to have Lee on and for her to share some of her experiences with us. I know, it's so much fun. She's uh, she's quite a personality. She's learned a lot and she's always vulnerable, you know, whenever we talk to her and, and uh, just you know, let it give us the inside track and helping people benefit from her mistakes. Yeah. You know, so I, I think there were a couple of things that, that really stuck out to me that I think you guys, as you listen to this episode, are really going to appreciate. Um, she said, ideas come to you for a reason. Keep them. Maybe don't act on all of them, but be sure to write them down. So one thing that Leah said that she does that I, I love was that she has a vision notebook. Mm. And when ideas do come to her, um, and they do come for a reason, which we'll unpack in a second, but she, she remembers them by writing them down or she'll talk to a secretary who will then put that down for her and categorize and file that. So another thing that I really like, and I, I say a lot of probably cause I'm the typical entrepreneur that does this is the ready, um, fire aim approach. Yes. Cause honestly in today's economy, like who has time to sit in a room and plan for weeks and months and launch something? Because by the time that you've launched something, yeah. when you spend that much time planning, guess what? Your competitors are already 10 steps ahead of you. They've failed five times and pivoted five times and have already learned from their mistakes to be ahead of you when you're just now launching at that starting point. Wow. So I think I think it's important to like, it's okay to go ready, ready, fire, aim, because guess what? Mm. The market is what's gonna be telling us, which kind of Leah told us, right? Yes. You've got to take ideas to the market, let them tell you what's working, not working, and then pivot to just accordingly. Absolutely. Because by the time that you figured it out in your yep. own head, yeah, you know, it's like it's already too late. Yeah. So yeah. don't be afraid to get out there and and yeah. ready, fire, and then aim, aim, aim. Yes. So you guys are gonna love this episode. It's great. Leah it's talks amazing. about um, you know, what what keeps her going, and certainly it's her faith, but also the people that she's serving through her business. Um, so we know that you're going to get encouraged through this episode. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so we laugh a lot. And, uh, so if, if you guys have any comments or, or feedback, be sure to send us an email or hit us up and, uh, we'll answer your questions and, and maybe, you know, use some of the content that we get on future episodes. So enjoy the episode with Leah Frazier. Hey, this is Matt and Brad. We're here, uh, with Leah Frazier over in Dallas on the battle ready brands podcast. Leah, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. You got it. Yeah. So, so, th so, all of you guys that are, are joining us, you know that Battle Ready Brands. Uh, what we do here is we we bring on um, high performing individuals that are entrepreneurs that have gone through some gritty startup stories. So, we're super excited um, to unpack some of the stories that you have for us, Leah, and really helping other entrepreneurs that are either going through a similar situation um, or you will go through a similar situation because it's not a matter of if. 
but when. But when. When, yeah. Yeah, when you face those battles. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wait, we got we, we, we got music for that. Don't worry. Hold okay. on. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Did you feel it? I felt it. <laughs> I know. I felt it a little bit. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, yeah, while we get started, why don't we just jump right in? Like, Leah, talk to us about, um, man, you know, not so much childhood, but um, <laughs> we won't go that far. This isn't a therapy session. But, yeah, I wasn't um, cool back then, so I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much not cool now, but definitely yeah. back then. <laughs> yeah. So talk so how to did, you about how did, now. How did, yeah, how did you get, talk, Well, yeah, what are you doing right now? What, what are you most excited about? Oh, there's so much I'm excited about. Um, well, I'm no longer, I don't want to say I'm no longer an attorney. You'll always have your JD because I'm still paying for it. Um, but left law to do fashion, which then morphed into media and being a journalist and doing TV into what people need to know how to get on TV to let me just start my own agency. And now, um, think through media has been in existence for a while. And, um, I'm so excited because we get to help businesses. It, it was small businesses and entrepreneurs. And then I figured out a lot of startups are like super broke. And so, like, <laughs> to be honest, the one thing they don't budget for is marketing. So, yes. you know, we're blessed to be able to have a lot of work outsourced to us from larger entities. And so that's been fun. And my journalist career is kind of taking this weird path where I'm doing a lot of red carpet interviews. I was just asked to come out to Brooklyn in August to cover Afropunk, which I'm so excited about. And nice. Yeah, so I'm just kind of creating my own way of life. It doesn't make sense for everybody else, but I'm having a blast. And so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now now you said something that was that was really interesting that I think is really important, especially for our listeners. You talk about like you know you started your agency and then you came to realize most startups are broke. Um, <laughs> and that wait that's, most startups are broke? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think that's an appropriate place for scary music. There you go. That's very scary. It's, it's true. Um, that's just part of the horror stories of startups. But talk to me about, uh, there's so many ways we could go with this. Like, at what point would you recommend a startup to start, you know, doing digital marketing through an agency? What can they do themselves to kind of, you know, get some of that revenue in the door? Like, help them out. Help them out. Where do they start? Because we face it all the time too, where they're like, marketing, I don't have a marketing budget, but you need a marketing budget. Yeah, because what what drives sales? Exactly. So I, I don't know that you never need to have anything put aside for marketing. Like you're going to build your website and you're going to do, um, you're going to make sure your product is packaged correctly. Like, but who's going to get it to your customer, especially like if you don't know? how to get it there. And heaven forbid you have an e-commerce business. If you don't know how to maneuver and find your client with everybody and their mom on social media, or you don't know how to do targeted ads, I'm sorry, there's no way around it. You need to figure out how to put some money aside. Mm. And if you have business partners, like there's just no way around it. Mm -hmm. you so you're telling me sales and marketing isn't easy. There's not an easy button around that. We've been no, to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We've been duped. And the part where I get frustrated the most and that I have to kind of 
you know, manage people's expectations is that once you put it in place, you've got to give that time to rev up. You can't get pissed off because you've paid a marketing agency and then within 30 days, you can't see your ROI. It's all about testing. So you've got to test, does this work versus this work? You know, does this strategy work? And then get it going first. So you have, yes, it's going to cost you money, but you also are going to have a little bit of patience. You didn't start your business overnight. Don't expect your marketing to just turn around and get you these multi-million dollar sales overnight. You have to build it up. You have to test. And that's just how it is. And if you're not patient, I tell people all the time, you're not the client for us. Yes. We can't make a superstar overnight. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could just end the podcast right there. I mean, that was exactly. such a good golden nugget. You know, it, and it, it reminds me, Leah, um, there's, you know, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels. You know, he tells a very similar story of uh, a business that hired him for, you know, six figures to fly in and consult with them. And it was the, you know, hey, give us the funnel that's going to make us all the money. Like they wanted him to produce this magical funnel because he's had so much experience. And his advice to them was just, the same thing, like you have to test this. There, there's not a magic, easy formula that works with everyone. There's, there's good processes of creating a hook, a story and an offer, but you have to get out there and let people that are voting with their wallets, which is the term he always uses that I love. Like we can all sit in the room and nod our heads of, you know, do we think this is going to work? But ultimately it's getting out there and testing it and optimizing and optimizing. And if it was, if it was as easy as bringing in a consultant to do one funnel that's going to make millions, then everyone would be doing it. Everybody would be a millionaire. Everybody mm-hmm. would be a millionaire. Yeah. So great, yeah. great words. I love that. That's, that's- I mean, we're, we're small too. You know, I have a, a, a class that I'm trying to launch that's virtual. People can take at any point in time, but I already know, okay, to see what I want to see and the traction that I want to see specifically for a Facebook ad or wherever we're deciding to put this, that may be anywhere between 500 to a thousand a month. And Facebook ads just so that it, you know, we can get it going. Mm-hmm. And I know maybe three months down the road, maybe we'll see ROI from people signing up and, you know, and then you build funnels on the back end um, to help that out. But I'm not expecting out the gate that I'm going to make my advertising dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not realistic. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, yeah. really, it's really that long tail game. You know, the people that are yeah. persistent and have determination mm-hmm. that can like fight through the month or two of not seeing a huge ROI are the ones that, that win that can play in that, that long game. Mm-hmm. Hey my friends. So if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, one of the hardest things to do is to generate leads. I mean, there's going to networking events, there's you know running your own Facebook ads, there's doing all of this work to try to get people. And here's the secret truth, is only 3% of all people are ready to buy today. And that's usually what we only focus on. So we've created a free resource called the Sales Volcano of everything that's beneath the 3% and actually how to talk to those people, how to warm them up. And we've created a free PDF for you to download so you can start using that today to help blow up your leads and sales. So go to 90dayvolcano.com or just click this link below and we're gonna give that to you for absolutely free. So 90 Day Volcano, enjoy it. Peace. What, what, are, what are some wins? Like talk to us about Think3 Media. Where did the name come from? Where, where do you specialize? <laughs> So it wasn't originally supposed to be Think Three Media. I don't even know. It, this business came out of the blue for my heart for helping some of the smaller businesses here in Dallas. Where I was like, I'm a very honest person. And I was like, okay, your social media is terrible. You're a retailer. You don't have an e-commerce presence. 
why aren't you showing off the clothing in the store and doing it in a way that like makes people want to come in? You're just reposting stuff and it's terrible. Let us, let me do it for you. Yeah. And they started telling everybody in town and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't even know if those are my prices yet. (laughs) (laughs) I only have a name for this business and I tell people not to do this and I'm doing what I'm telling people not to ever do. I don't have a business. It's not filed with the county. We don't have contracts. Um, But sometimes, you know, like you get pushed in a certain direction. You just kind of got to go with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. I came up with like 45 different names and my mom was like my sounding board and each one she shot down like, no, I don't hear it. No, that doesn't speak to me. And I was in church randomly and the pastor was talking about how things happen at three and you need to think in three. And I was like, think three. Amazing. So cool. Did, did mom approve of that one? Yeah. Say what? So did, did mom approve of, of that one? Did she like think three? Well, she did, but at first I was doing Think3 marketing and then something just hit me and said, you're not thinking big enough because mm-hmm. you know book publishing, you know content, you know videos, photography, you know how to do all of that. So make it media and then I'm in church not even listening anymore. Like, <laughs> I bought the URL on GoDaddy. I've set up all the social media accounts and then I called mom and she's like, that's it. If I can't tell if it's a man or a woman running this thing. It's kind of like Microsoft. <laughs> That's the goal, right? So did you, did you buy all the domains and set up social media during the church service too? Yes. Did you really? Oh yes. my goodness. I bought it on GoDaddy and I was like, I don't even know how we're going to set this up. I just feel like this is it. Something is telling me to grab everything right now. That's amazing. So good. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully your pastor's not listening to this episode right now. Probably not. <laughs> That's a good testimony. I mean, yeah. that inspiration from his uh, message, hey, right? And you know what? The, and we're going to end the podcast on you need to go to church. Yes. <laughs> go <for it. laughs> Yeah. Magic happens when you go to church. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the best ideas come from. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, when your mom shoots you down continuously and damages your self-esteem and confidence as a business owner, go to church and it'll be delivered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need that. You need that. But you know, the funny thing is most... Most most businesses, I, I think, are, are kind of born out of that, you know, that that spark, that moment where maybe you're not necessarily, you know, focused on the perfect name and the perfect branding, so to speak, but it just it just naturally happens, you know. And, yeah. and so I, I think for you as like us and most likely those that are listening, we're never short on ideas, but we are sometimes super short on execution. So talk to us, talk to us about, do you have like maybe um, like a, 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 a filtering process for some of your ideas and like, how, how do some of these entrepreneurs that are listening start executing on these ideas? Okay. So I'm the worst person to ask this question for. <laughs> it's the journalist turn model turn agency owners terms whatever the hell I ever want to be that day. Yep. Um, the best advice my business coach gave me uh, four years ago that yes, you're going to get, especially if you're a visionary, you get stuff downloaded into you all the time. And I'm one and it either happens inconveniently in the shower or while I'm driving the car. Me too. Shower all the time. <laughs> yeah. And actually on Amazon, there is like a thing you can put in your shower to write your notes on. So I, I think I'm going to grab that. Are you, are you an affiliate? Is this a sales pitch? 
No, it's not. We'll I am link in our show notes. Yeah, link will be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Leah will get a cut. <laughs> but um, no, so I get downloaded to all the time. But the thing that she told me is that like make a vision folder because those are it's coming to you for a reason. Mm. Write it down, but that does not mean that you have to execute it at that moment. So if you're working on a project, finish that project out and then come back to it and then funnel it in that way instead of, oh my God, I got an idea for a book. So I got to start my book right now when you should be finishing your online course and maybe then going into your book, but write it down so you don't forget and right. then come back. To it. That's, so that's my, that's how I do it. I have a vision folder and journal. So we're... <laughs> so you and so you, you sound like kind of a serial entrepreneur, like high high performing person. So I'm curious and I, I love this question. I like to ask about like note taking. What what is your go to tool for organizing notes? I am so old school. I have to handwrite everything, but I have amazing assistants who then take that and they transcribe it all out and organize it into day, daily like to do that's pretty neat. Because, yeah. So you just hand them notebooks and they digitize it all? They digitize it or they're actually in the meeting themselves or I'm just talking at them and they compile it all for me and make it digital into files and all that stuff. But I, I, I have to write everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Like I have notebooks everywhere. I have like, wow, this is just like one out of like 50. <laughs> Man. One out of 50. Yeah, and I'm looking at yeah, yeah. In my my backpack here, I've got like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've actually I've tried that approach with my children, and I talk my ideas to them, and then they just roll their eyes and walk away. So I think I might need new new assistants or something. I, you need to send me their contact info. Yeah, here, here's another plug. I feel like a virtual assistant company is about to. I know, I know. Come right? up here. Yeah, we'll put it in the notes. We'll put it in the notes. I was told to prop, to try to do Evernote, but there's something about Big Brother and syncing to the cloud and. My, my personal like baby that I just can't, it, it scares me. So I am that non-techie entrepreneur yeah. that's afraid of technology to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, what I do love about Evernote though, my, my Evernote, I've been using it for years. It's, it's a total mess. But the one saving grace with Evernote is that I can just put in any search words. Oh yeah, search on there is amazing. Search, search is amazing and it just pulls it up, you know, from a picture or anything else. What you mean, like going through all these pages to find that one little? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can. I mean, that's efficient. I'm sure it's efficient for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's neat though, because it can. This isn't a plug for Evernote. It well, it is. It, <laughs> it is. is. It is. But the fact that you can, yeah, take a picture. It can like so, like do high contrast and actually go and index even handwritten notes. If you write the word, you know, business on there, and you type in business and search, it'll find your handwritten note that says business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to record a, an episode in the future. So you're going to have to keep coming back to the podcast, but we're going to record okay. in the future with uh, an expert note taker. That's a great idea. We're going to find somebody who is a organizational ninja. Yep. And so be on the lookout for that episode. That's it's, great. It's going to be good. I, I'm excited about that. I know, but, yep. but we're here. We're now. So, okay. So. <laughs> hey guys. So if you're wanting to grow your business online, you need an online sales funnel that converts visitors into leads and then into customers without having to be an expert digital marketer or techno geek. You know, ClickFunnels has helped 
us grow our business and our clients' businesses too. And that's how 95,000 other entrepreneurs are building their business online. To date, over $4 billion has been processed through ClickFunnels. And you need, to get, you need to get a piece of that action. Yeah, that's right. So we're giving away a 14-day free trial so you can actually start building funnels for your brand. All you have to do is go to click.battlereadybrands.com. That's click.battlereadybrands.com. So you've got your filtering system for, uh, for ideas. And I love what you said about specifically, it comes to you for a reason. Um, and I think sometimes we miss that. We miss the fact that sometimes in the moments of inspiration, and, you know, we're people of faith here in this room. So we believe, you know, that, that maybe God gives you the, those ideas for a reason to help somebody down the road. Um, but then there's the execution of that. So talk to us about, you know, like going through the process with, I mean, we could say Think3 Media and you launching your business. You've got your, you know, your domains, your social media handles, all that stuff. And then getting out there and getting those clients and building your business. Um, what did that look like for you? And again, with the theme of, startup horror stories what were some of the scary things about going through that process in those first few days um i think one of the best things that were ever that was ever told to me was to start before you're ready so clearly i started before i had anything built which made me look terrible as an attorney and as someone in the startup community that was speaking and doing all this stuff that i started without any foundation whatsoever um, but I think that that actually helped me in the long run because we just kind of launched. It was like, oh, we see, we see a need. We can help. Boom, let us do it. Mm. Um, the problem with that, though, was that there was no internal structure on pricing. Like we didn't have enough time to research to figure out, like, if we spend this many hours, what does that look like? Um, and so we were just kind of scrambling. And that whole thing about maybe everybody is not your client really hurt the business the second year around because we were spending more hours doing things for this nominal price versus basing our pricing on, yeah, hours, but the value we're giving you. So it shouldn't just be an hourly thing. Mm -hmm. It should be we're giving you amazing value and that's why it should cost X. And I didn't price that way and literally almost put myself out of business. I was that entrepreneur that was selling all my stuff off to stay afloat and to be able to pay people because I didn't do that in the beginning. And um, it, it was really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Really, really bad. Kind of reminds me yeah. of that uh, Mike, Mike Tyson quote. You guys know where I'm going with this? No. Nope. You heard the one? Everyone has a strategy until you're punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you, you can sit in the room and build the strategy you want, but until like business yep. comes and punches you in the face. Just like that. There you Bam. go. Punch in the face. Yep. <laughs> that was me. Down to Frazier. Frazier was down. We gotta make this work. Yeah. Everybody's not client, and it's okay to put out in the universe that I want to work with this particular client at this level because I don't think we were designed with purpose to struggle. Like God did not give us our gifts so we could be out here struggling. Mm. He made us that we could be abundant. Yeah, and to be abundant to give to other people. Like you have to survive, you know, and it, you're not supposed to be on the struggle bus the whole time. Mm. Period. That's good. Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's okay. It's, it's okay to 
price yourself at a certain level because you feel like that's what you're worth. Yeah. That's okay. And how, and how much of that is really mental? You know, where, where maybe there's, there's some obstacles you've got to come, you know, you've got to get over uh, up here first before you get into the marketplace or as you're in the marketplace, you know, taking a step back, reflecting, working through that. Why don't I feel like I'm able to charge this much or I'm able to work with this client? You know, is it my lack of experience or is it just really obstacles up here? And I'm sure you've had to overcome them, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all mindset. Right. And this is just one area of that. And unfortunately for financial and money mindsets, that goes all the way back to your childhood. How were you brought up? How did your parents think about money? Um, because by the time you were three, it was psychologically embedded in you, how you viewed money. And and then unfortunately in the church, if the church is um, associating money with evil versus no, money is just a means for you to be able to do what you were put on this earth to do then you've added another layer on, well, I'm afraid to say that I love money and I want to make money because I don't want, you know, yeah. <laughs> lightning to come down and strike me and put me out of business forever. Right. So right. I've personally had to, to I've, I had a money mindset coach that I actually took a class with wow. so that I could work through, okay, why am I not having wealth attraction? Why can't I attract wealth? And it's because of all those things. Well, money is bad. Money may tear the family apart. I grew up poor, you know, I, I, I don't think I could ever make that amount of money because I'm not confident that I'm, I'm worth that or I, I owe that. So it's all a mindset issue. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. So, so yeah. Leah, I know, I know in another podcast, um, you know, you, you've got this talent for recruiting teams and recruiting people that you talked about and holding events. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges we've seen for growing startups and businesses is really finding and recruiting good people and I mean, great people. And I'm sure there's lots of people that would, you know, have a short list of one or two people they would love to have on their team. So my question for you is like, what are, what are some of the things that made you really successful at recruiting and what would be some takeaways that people can use to apply that for themselves and their team to try to get those rock stars on their team? Um, well, I know it's kind of cliche to say to do your leadership assessments, but it's so important to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. While I would love to have somebody, another Leah on the team per se, I need someone on my team who loves all the things that I hate. Oh. Because I hate all the administrative stuff, which I absolutely do. I have a girl on my team who just like, she wakes up and lives for it. She lives for the notation, <laughs> for the follow up emails and the phone calls to the media that I hate doing. And adding her took so much more off of my plate because. She, when it comes to those leadership assessments, she fills in the gap as a strength where I scored super low. Mm. So when you're recruiting or you're interviewing for people to come into your office, you have to know yourself first. Mm, that's good. <laughs> like, what, what, are the, what are the holes in my business? What do I hate to do, but it's absolutely necessary for me to succeed? So that when you go into the interview, you're not hiring them based off of, I like you and your resume looks good. Yeah. You're hiring them mm. based off of, I really have a need right there because I hate doing that, but it's so essential. to my That's business. good. So, so to go a step deeper, super interested in what you're saying here. There, so there's lots of like, you know, personality and behavioral test assessments. You know, you've got the disc, you've got the Enneagram. We're, we're doing one now called um, uh, predictive index. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. So is it, I heard that one. 
Wow. It's, it, yeah, it's very cool. And we'll, we'll do a plug for that maybe in another mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, but we'd love to hear, you know, is there, is there a assessment tool that you've used that you found um, successful in one, one identifying your own strengths and weaknesses and helping identify other people's strengths and weaknesses? I mean, I've done disc and there is one that's like leaving my mind right now because I took it years ago and when I find it, I'll send it to you guys. But that was the one that showed me like it, it, it scales you off from like one to 10 in all these different areas. And I, and it really helped me. Like I figured out from that assessment that I was not a launcher or like a self-starter. I was more of like, I've got to have all my ducks in a row before I actually just step out there and do it. Um, but when I find that, I will send it to you guys. But that I, that helped me tremendously. I just can't think of the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think some of that comes by by intuition, right? I mean, you again, you talked about like knowing yourself, and 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 I think as long as you know that, I'm sure there's a you know there's a process. Brad's hired plenty of people over the years, and knowing yourself, knowing your deficiencies and the holes in the team. Um, I mean, maybe you can talk to that, like finding, finding ways to, uh, identify in them. Number one, are they telling the truth? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, cause let's just be real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, cause, cause you get like, obviously if, if someone's coming into an interview, you know, they're going to, they're going to present what they want to present, you know, it's their highlight reel. It's, it's, they've been coached on how to do their resume and they're trying to make it sound like, you know, they're, they're the, the best fit for your company and they're trying to hit on all the things that are going to make you light up. So mm-hmm. what I found is like, I, for me, like I can't trust myself. Like I've made some bad hires in the past and it's, I've made the mistake of, I like this person. I feel yeah. good about them, but I didn't ask the really hard, challenging questions that's going to let me know, you know, are they, are they not just a good, you know, culture fit for the team but also can they do the work that's required to be done so we can grow as a business? So I found that depending on tools like disc or Enneagram or predictive index, and there's lots out there, you know, trying to figure out what am I actually looking for and how can that help reveal the truth um, into questions that I might not be asking, but that's a, that's a challenging one. And, and, and last thing on this, and then we'll, we'll put the highlight back on Yulia. But one of the things that I've, I've seen that's helped too is even bringing people in for like a week long working interview actually get them in, do the work. Mm. Um, so we're both evaluating each other. So we usually mm. do kind of like a paid period of, hey, come in for a week. Um, if they already have a job, sometimes you have to be a little creative, but figuring it a way where they can interface with your team so you see culture and you can see skill and how that relationship happens. Because it's just like yeah. dating. You know, you're not going to sit across the room for one date and then, you know, slide across a, a paper that says, hey, let's get married. I think this first date went awesome. <laughs> and then let's see if it works out. Um, <laughs> you haven't tried that, have you, Leah? <laughs> no, I've not tried that. No, no, no. I, I mean, maybe that works. I don't know. What's that? <laughs> I'm afraid to just jump I'm in there. That was my leadership assessment, so I would never just like oh, jump great. into. No, that's scary. Yeah, me. yeah, and 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 uh, in all truthfulness, I mean, Brad and I did that when you know mm-hmm. he was looking at bringing me on board. Um, you know, he was looking for some free work for a week. So, you know, give me a shot. No, but it was good. It was good for me to see the inside of the company, you know, get to know Brad a little bit and, and yeah, like dip your toe in the water. Like, Hey, let's go on a date mm-hmm. for a week and, and get to know one another. We like this and, uh, yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's put a, put a ring. And you like it, put a ring on it. Yeah. Now we're doing Spartan races together. And, yeah, uh, I know, right? Doing podcasts. 
bromance thing. Yes, Love that's it. right. <laughs> Good bromance. Not already brands tribe. We are privileged to have Darren and Kirsten here, found co-founders of Cloverleaf. If you are building a team uh, or or have a team, this is an essential piece of software that you guys need to start implementing right away. And we're so privileged to have them here with us to explain why this is crucial to you building or battleground brand. We uh, started this company a couple of years ago because we had an awesome experience working on a team with a great culture. And with that, we were able to produce so much more than we ever thought we were capable of. And a lot of people have that experience, an amazing team, one time only if you're lucky. And so with Cloverleaf, we've put a lot of psychology data and calculus together to be able to expose what is it that makes a team great. And so we help you recreate that magical team experience that everybody longs to have. Come on to our product and get started. Whether you're a team of one, it's just you, or you're a team of multiple hundreds, um, we've got really easy ways for you to get started. Just come to cloverleaf.me and get started. And special for our Battle Ready Brands listeners, we have a code to get 30% off. You just type in Battle Ready 30 when you check out. Talk to us about what what are you working on? Like, what, what are you working on in the future? What what's kind of some big things that are coming up? I know you did a book. When was the book? Was that last fall? Last May. Last May. Yeah, last May. Um, I'm currently compiling uh, to work on a second book. Oh. Um, yeah, but then again, as we talked about ideas downloading, um, yeah. there was, there's a project that I'm working on that I'm really trying documentary focus uh, for some historical things that have happened here in Dallas in the fashion industry. So we're really trying to get that going so that we can present it February um, for Black History Month. Mm. And it's going to be amazing if we can pull it off. And we will. I have so much faith that we will. Uh, but we, yeah, that's, that's our big baby right now on just like a passion project level. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm working on something with the local news station here, so I can't say too much about it because I don't want to jinx it. But um, <laughs> yeah, more, more media for a personal brand level, and then Think Three Media, we're just we're helping as many companies as we can uh, to get out there. Yeah, and I'm creating a startup package for the very reason I said before that startups are broke. So we are creating a startup package that will include just a it's set. So there's no coming in and negotiating your startup package. Like you get these things and it's enough to kind of get you out there and get get you during your launch or whatever you're doing. Enough to get you enough coverage. But for that set price and that many hours, there's no yeah. <laughs> negotiation. <laughs> we are looking to offer that. That way startups don't feel as though you know, okay, we don't have enough money to hire a firm or, or a PR agency. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out what that looks like. So that very soon and definitely before Dallas Startup Week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a great time. And if you're in the Dallas area, I would highly recommend um, coming down for Dallas Startup Week. That's how we and I met. Um, and it's just a great time with thousands of other entrepreneurs and startups. 
I mean, what a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, would you mind touching on real quick? Cause we always like to inject life and inspiration through these episodes. Like how good, I mean, how good, and this is more a statement than a question, but like how good of a time is it right now in this world to, to start a business? I mean, then previous decades, we have so much like in the palm of yeah, like even in the palm of our hand. Social media, where anybody can be a star. I mean, you can, you like, can buy a domain at a church service. You can buy in church and set up all your social media to service. I mean, what what better time is there to live? I know. I know. It's it's such a cool time. But, you know, always for entrepreneurs, getting started is a question like, where do I start first? And I do want to touch on this just real quick because of your expertise. And it's almost like there's there's kind of a competing view between PR and digital marketing. Um, you know, should I put my money in PR first? Should I have my digital marketing plan out first? And I think this is going to be really practical for a lot of people that are listening to this podcast. Which one should they start with first? Yeah. I have always told people, like, I'm very honest. I would love to take your money, but you need to go take that money you're trying to pay me and go to a digital marketing agency. Um, because nothing is worse than if I get you the PR, I put you on TV or say we get you into this newspaper and everybody sees it and then nothing on your back end is set up and it burns your business. You don't have funnels in place. Your email marketing sucks. Yeah. Like there's nothing I can do for you. So especially if they're an e-commerce business that highly depends on sales, um, you need to get with a digital marketing agency first. Make sure that there's a user process implemented so that when you do go on TV or we get you in front of the right people, when they land on your site, you're setting up this process to convert them to a sale versus, okay, you're on TV and you did absolutely nothing with it. Yeah. So that is my advice. <laughs> um, digital, uh, my, my client, Don Morphy, he hired his digital marketing team before us. And then we ended up actually working together um, after they had everything set up for him. And now he's just blown up ridiculously. Wow. But he had the marketing piece down first before he contacted for PR. Interesting. I mean, I guess a good analogy is like if you're building even like a retail store, you know, it's like, do you hand out flyers for the retail store, get people excited and not even have, not even have the space yet or the, the stuff to sell, you know? Yeah. And, and I think we need to think about it the same way. I think sometimes in digital we think too much about like, oh, it's just it's just digital, like things can change fast. But unless you have that foundation and core, I think that makes a lot of sense. And for startups out there too, or if you're thinking about starting a business, you know, having that core foundation, if you're going to be, sounds like PR is kind of like putting that spotlight on your business. But if you don't yeah. have that core foundation, it's like mm-hmm. you could have all the traffic in the world, but there's no offer, there's no trust, there there's go. no funnel. Yes. And what, what are they supposed to do? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that's good feedback. Yeah, have you um if if you wait to like lose my lose customers here like don't hire Leah. (laughs) 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 I mean, they come see us first, and then you know we pass them on to you. Yeah, then we'll pass them. It's like an assembly line. Pass them back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm I'm curious in your industry, Leah. Like, where do you see the future of of PR. I know a lot of us think of this, you know, the old school mindset of you know, newspaper and just getting the word out. And so this intersection of, of digital and mobile, like where, where's it going? Where do you see it in the next five years? 
Um, the next five years, well, I mean, I'm even telling my clients right now, they come in, it's the end thing to want to be on TV. But our strategy is more doing what you guys are doing. More of an advantage to go on a podcast where somebody can hear you audio or maybe they're doing the audio and the visual because video is going to rule all of social media. Then me to put you on TV and people aren't watching TV anymore. Mm. People are listening to podcasts or subscribing to podcasts. And a lot of the podcasts are great to link back to your site. So there you have like an SEO advantage there. So our PR strategy has greatly shifted to, yeah, we can still put you on TV. Just don't expect the same ROI versus if you were to go sit on someone else's podcast or maybe to do a video with someone that sits on YouTube, that is the new avenue of media outreach is that versus traditional radio and TV. And getting people to understand that is a little bit harder. But once they see... Oh, I found you because I Googled and this podcast came up or this YouTube video came up is so much more better. Yeah. So that's, oh, that's good. Yeah. And you can PR yourself. Like that's the name of my workshop I do is you can do your own PR. If you would just consistently do social media, post videos, LinkedIn being amazing right now. Yeah, it is. Then you can have more eyes on you that way if you would be consistent in posting videos and doing a podcast than any publicist or PR firm can do for you. Period. Yep. Like that is your PR. That's great. And, and, and I think that's really important. I mean, we're, we're talking a lot about startups here, yes. like as a startup and where to start and what to do, but the fact that there are some tools that they can leverage themselves. And I think we have this old mindset of PR is, you know, you have to go through this process and you have to be on TV and you have to spend these ridiculous amounts of money. And I think at some level, you know, it's important to have experts like yourself to guide them through that process and help them with that, you know, startup package that you have. Yes. But like pre-revenue, there's some things that you don't have to go into debt to to have your business up and going. You can do those things. And I think... You guys are the expert at whatever it is. Like, I don't know tech. I don't know the fancy advanced digital marketing. So, I mean, I spoke for free last week at an event and did the whole PR yourself and possibly walked away with like five new leads. Mm. That is, that is a level of PR. You're out there in the community. You have all eyes on you and then you can translate that into clients and, and sales and more eyes on your website and your business. So people just you just have to be creative with your business and putting yourself out there versus I'm going to pay, you know, such and such PR firm $10,000 a month. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And that's that's your going rate for your startup package, right? 10 grand a month. That's what we can expect. (laughs) Special podcast discount. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Use use code Battle Ready Brands for for 10% off. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) That's good. So, so Leah, what, what, what has been the most um, challenging part of, you know, after you got Think3 Media going and you've started kind of the ready, fire, aim technique of just just starting, what, what's been a specific challenge that you faced and how did you overcome that challenge? Um, I think the whole growing the team and knowing when to grow and the whole scaling thing, I'm still not very good at that. Um, it's scary because I was a solopreneur for so long and I made a vow to keep my business super, super, super small. And unfortunately that wasn't in the plans and I just kept getting pushed to grow it. 
And I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like. So I had to go and network with a lot of people and say, how did, how did you do this? Only to find out everybody else was in the same boat as me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if I didn't grow it, then my clients would have been at a disadvantage because I'm only one person and I can't do everything. So not mm. growing almost put me out of business as well, like just as bad. And nothing is worse than you having the fear that somebody's going to go on Facebook or Google and leave you a bad review. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because you weren't able to deliver all the, and it's like, well, if it was just you, like it was, you know, a year or so ago, I totally could have did all those things. Mm. Um, but now it's just me and I'm having to bring this in. Now we have overhead and an office and people, we, I mean, it's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it keeps you up at night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're, so yeah. You're, you're still on that journey. And I, th- I think that's important to know, you know, a lot of times people think, you know, any like entrepreneur or business owner, you know, has it figured out and they don't struggle with these things. But the fact is like, it's, it's lonely at the top of the organization, you know, when, when it feels like, um, you know, no one else has these same problems, but I think you, you pointed out a good fact, like in reality, everyone is dealing with the same thing. And I think, especially for startups, it can be very lonely to figure out, Hey, I'm dealing with, with the first time. And that's kind of the point of this podcast is to showcase these horror stories are unfortunately normal, right? It's the roller yes. coaster. Yeah. It, it goes up and it goes down. And the name of the game is just that persistence and that fight to, you know, keep things going. If you have that mission and you have that drive and you believe you're affecting change, then don't give up, you know? And I, think, yeah. I yeah. think that's so cool to hear your story of, you know, the ready fire aim and you're just keeping on going and going and going. And especially in the digital world, like we have to keep reinventing ourselves. Things change yeah. so fast and so often. If you're in the digital space or providing any sort of professional service, mm-hmm. I dare to say even product-based, like you always have to be changing with the market and, if, if you just want to be set in your ways and feel like you can push a button and yeah. money's coming in, like yeah. you're in for a rude awakening because yeah. yep. the new economy does not work that way. Work we've, yeah, we've seen it. We've got some stories we could tell, but oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> save that for another podcast. Save that for another episode. <laughs> it's the truth. Well, I, mean, I, I feel like, like I said, like I, I, I've made my mistakes. I mean, I told you that. Like I went into my business, I used all my life savings. I was in the process of buying a home. I was an attorney. So, I mean, I, I made really good money and I stopped the process to use the money for the house to start my own business. Wow. And um, and then once you get in there and you're feeling like it's God led and then I hit rock bottom and lost everything to the point to where like, okay, do I, you know, do I sleep here or do I sleep in my car? But I, I have to pay my people, you know, or I'm selling everything off. And how am I supposed to be this business owner? And I'm ashamed because it's not working. But I'm telling everybody that, you know, God told me, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. The process was so important because kind of down there at the bottom, I realized, like, even while I'm here and I'm looking around and everything's completely empty, I'm so happy right now. And, you know, even though in this process, you know, I lost my car and I, I learned so much about running a business. Um, just believing in myself, like that grit where it's like, I'm not going to give up no matter what. Um, and then to have everything restored, like, you know, just above my imagination is just crazy. But I, if I didn't go through that, I never would have been innovative while down there at the bottom to say, okay, how can I get in, out of this and never have this happen again? Or like what new services or whatever can I provide so that this is not 
the outcome so I can continue to operate in my purpose. So what, um, yeah. I love that. What, what kept you going? What was that flame when you hit rock bottom and you were deciding where you're going to sleep and you were, I mean, like, <laughs> at the very, like, couldn't get any lower. What, what kept you, like, <laughs> going? Most people would give up in that situation. Like, most people would yeah. be like, hey, I tried this. Yeah. It failed. I'm done. I'm just going to go get a, get a J-O-B. Yeah. Like, what, what it was kept you going? It was definitely, faith played a huge part in that. I mean, like I said, once you're, once you're down there at the bottom, nothing but, like, you and God to talk to to be like, yeah, <laughs> Um, but then I realized too, I've always realized that it was part of the journey. So I journal, I journal a lot. So I always tell entrepreneurs, you got to start writing stuff down. I started to get into a habit of writing three things that I was grateful for. So while I was down there, I could keep just turning a positive mindset about the entire situation. And I think because I was given so much and helping so many people to see like, okay, I really am gifted at this and I'm helping so many people. I can't quit. If I quit, then who else is going to serve these people? So it was actually my clients and the people that I was serving that helped me to get up and wake up and get after it every single day. And I still have that drive with me today because I'm thinking, if not me, then who else? And they're they're getting taken advantage of. And I know it because they come to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we see that too. I know. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, one, one last question I have for you, and then we're going to go to our knockout round and I'll let Matt enter that. Um, so as far as, you know, where, where you get inspiration from, you know, obviously you've got a lot of stuff with faith. What's, what's maybe a book that you've read um, either recently or one of your favorite books that's kind of inspired you or, or helped you in the way that you think and the way that you do business? I read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the bottom, bottom, bottom. The one that helped me out the most was called The Slight Edge. And the slight edge just kind of talks about you you only really need to take one small action per day towards your goal. And it's kind of like compound interest. If you do it every single day, then you're just going to go up the trajectory, right? Everybody else that wakes up and says, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. So the people that are in the top percent, no matter what, still take that small step because it's compounding over time. And they're the most successful. They're the ones that reach their goals. Versus the people that say, well, I'm going to go to the bar today and drink with my friends, rather recording that video you know you were supposed to put out. And then they're just kind of coasting like this through life. Yes. And I read that book. I was like, okay, I I can do this. (laughs) Every day, no matter where I was, rock bottom, I was doing one small step per day towards the goal or towards the business. So that, that book was amazing. That's awesome. I love that. Yes. So good. There's a quote that came to mind. I was just pulling up my notes because I've, I've been trying to live off this and it goes hand in hand with that. And it's goals don't determine success. Systems determine success. Yes. So, so it's like you have to have this goal, but if you just wake up every day and say, this is my goal, you know, it's all about like, well, what are you doing every day? What's that 1% change yeah. you're going to make? That's going to help you yeah. achieve that goal. And I think, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, sometimes we get, you know, kind of this blurred vision of like have this huge, that, that BHAG, the big hairy audacious goal, yeah. but we don't have a system to get us there. And we think, man, if we just grind, like one day we're going to yeah. wake up with, you know, a bank full of money and a, and a office full of people. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, yeah. don't work that way. 
Yeah. It sure doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That way. Yeah, it's habits, right? You know, the power of habits. What you do on a, on a consistent basis is what determines long-term results. Yeah, that's it. That's a good book too, Matt, The Power of Habit. That's a really good book too. It's good. You yep. have to put those in our show notes. I know. We some good, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot, of, a lot of resources and materials for you guys. <laughs> that's good. Well, cool. All right, so it's, it's time for our favorite part of the show called the Battle Ready Brands Knockout Round. Knockout Round. Here we go. In our knockout round, there are punches being delivered. And so we asked Leah some of her favorites uh, and came up with seven rounds for our knockout round. And so we're going to pit these iconic brands against one another. And Leah is going to determine which one is the winner. And hopefully she'll tell us why. So without further ado, here is round one of our knockout round. Round number one. Nick and Sam's, Bangkok, or Smokey John's. If you had to pick one. Oh, Smokey John's for sure. Smokey John's, all right, with the punch. Why Smokey John's? Because it's it's barbecue, it's southern fried, it's mac and cheese, potato salad. Oh gosh, I'm getting hungry. So I know, getting hungry. It's only ten forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, round number two. Uh, Chanel and Dior. Oh, Chanel. Of course. Okay. Of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, you know, no, we got the tape from there. Yeah, we were thinking the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, okay. If good. you know me and Brad, you know we, we love fashion. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a fashion brand. Okay, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, not chips or anything. Not chips. Okay. No, not yep. chips. Okay. <laughs> 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 round, round number three. And I'm sorry, guys. You're going to have to endure with this on this one. Um, it's, it's, a, it's two movies. The Notebook... Versus breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh my god, this is so hard, but I'm gonna have to go with breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm, breakfast oh. at Tiffany's. Give, give us a give us like a, a a snapshot. What is breakfast at Tiffany's? I've never seen it. I know. Oh my god, it's Audrey Hepburn, and she's going through like this period in her life, and she's fabulous, and she throws these parties, and then she meets this guy. I mean, it's romance, it's fashion, it's coming of age. That's a new series on Netflix, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's Tiffany's. I mean, I know. I'm sure my wife is is cringing right now hearing my reaction to that. It's, I'm probably going to watch it this weekend or something. Yeah, we're, we have to now. I know. It's so <laughs> okay. Uh, round number four. What a burger! I already know the answer to this. Or in and out. What a burger! Come what on, the burger. there you go. With the punch. I'm sure there's people from California and Texas listening to this podcast. So please help the the poor Californian people or Texan people understand why in and out just doesn't work here. Because I mean, uh, we have what a burger! Like, where else can you go 24 hours and get like a huge? Burger with onions and mustard. Okay, you know, Dang. does In and Out its mustard and ketchup sold at area grocery stores? Until you get to that level, mm, that, like what? Yeah, don't talk. Don't talk. Don't to talk me. to me. Yeah, that's right. There's a door. <laughs> don't hit your head on the way out. All right, <laughs> round number five. And if you live in Texas uh, or really anywhere in the South, you can appreciate good Mexican. Oh yeah. So we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a couple Mexicans here in this round. Restaurants. Well, I mean, restaurants, yes. <laughs> <laughs> round five, Uncle Julio's, Gloria's, or Chewy's. Oh, man, that's a, that's a triple. That is it tough. Is. It's tough, but I'm going to say Gloria's for the simple fact that the 
the sangria margarita swirl is enough to put you on your behind for like the day. With just one. With the case, with just one, I normally get a double, and it, it, it's the kind that creeps up on you like three hours later. <laughs> you know? Nice. Yeah. It is amazing. So I'm going to go to you know, go to Glorious for that one very reason. Yeah, and if, and if you're an entrepreneur, you know, have a startup, you're, you're going to need that, that double. Every, don't yep. <laughs> Sometimes the books don't get you there all the way. You need a little help. <laughs> that, that's right. Yep, you know, punch in the face. So, and, so I, and I, went to, uh, I went to Chewy's, or no, Uncle Julio's yesterday. So for my birthday, wife and I went. Oh, man. Man, that, that place is good. So. Yeah. And, and if you haven't been, they, they, they have this amazing thing that's a um, the, the chocolate pinata. Chocolate pinata. Chocolate pinata. Who you get a bat to break it open. Oh, my goodness. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen plenty of stories of that where the kids are just beating this chocolate thing and we're just attacking it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, all right, good. All right, good, good. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Uh, round number six. The always polarizing debate, and this one's just for fun. iPhone versus Android. Matt and I just Oh my god, iPhone. Come on. IPhone. Android. iPhone. Android. iPhone. Since the beginning. <laughs> there you go. Considering all of our technology here is, is Apple. Except for Matt. My brother says I'm not smart enough for an Android, so I never tried it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very nice way to put it. That sounds yeah. like a gut punch. Yeah, very honest. I think it's I, you know, I take his advice. So I never try. There you it. go. I mean, there's one. I was going to say there's one button. There's no longer a button. But uh, no, apparently, because I don't game enough and I don't do like the video stuff enough, that it's not worth my time. So you got to keep well, it simple. There you go. Last round. And and this is good. I love ice cream. Do you like ice cream, Leah? Bluebell, don't even go there. Oh, oh man. we didn't get to give our choices. Oh, we didn't. I know that's like a punt. Didn't get licked. Dang, it doesn't matter. Five. It doesn't matter who's. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. Okay, I was gonna say Bluebell or Ben and Jerry's, but hey, it doesn't even matter. Don't even go there. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Texas. I'm from the South. I went to school in upstate New York, and they had Perry's ice cream, and I was like, I can't. I, I'm not gonna be able to deal with. I just this. can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Get out of here. It's not like Dr. Pepper or like whatever. And it's always going to be Dr. Pepper if you're from the South. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Now, now, did you know Dr. Pepper got bought by Keurig? Did you hear that? I did. I did. Yeah. Like Keurig purchased Dr. Pepper. So now it's, now it's like Keurig Dr. Pepper is, huh. the, is the full brand. Are you going to be able to put them in the little Keurig cup things? Man, I, I hope I can't, some Dr. Pepper? I can't imagine that. That'd be crazy. That's weird. But, but you know, we talk a lot about too, yeah, you man. know, like the, the David and Goliath. You know, these, yes. these like small startups where we're, you know, with the right positioning and the right um, presentation, you know, trying to take on these big age old Goliaths. It, yeah. But holy cow, like talk about that story from a Keurig point of view, like came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Built little coffee pots. Nowhere. No one was ready. Nope. What is the Dr. Pepper? I know. I know. Or if you're from the North like me or just, you know, you like. Not from it. it uh, we're from our sponsor. Yeah, we're from my sponsor. There you go. Powered by almond milk. Yeah, <laughs> we we, we got to get ready for those uh, the Spartan races, you know. So we got to. I know. Keep it lean and healthy over here. But anyways, Leo. Oh, 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 hemp milk is so good at coffee. What's that? Oat milk and hemp milk. I'm, I'm telling good. you, I've had. There's some coffee shops that are offering it now, but like oat milk lattes, oat milk. And, oh, it's so good. It's, so it's good. all about the oat so milk. Good. Wow, it is. All about the oat milk. My oh friend. yes. Get on the oat milk wagon. All right. That's 
Boom. Knockout round. Thanks so much Knockout for playing, round. Leah. You were a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Guys, tons of value from Leah. Where can they follow you? Where can they, they get in touch with you? Uh, on all social media platforms at the T-H-E, Leah, L-E-A-H, Frazier, F as in Frank, R-A, Z as in Zebra, I-E-R. And that is branding 101 to have all your platforms match people. There you go. That, so, that first one's free, right? That was free. Yeah, the, the rest of it's in the startup package. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for joining us today, Leah. Guys, thanks for joining us on today's episode. Look forward to more value, value bomb dropping and knockout punching rounds in the future on the next podcast. There you go. Thanks, Leah. Battle ready, Brad. Thanks, guys.